Hi, this is Puritans Read, where we read aloud great Puritan works, authors, and biographies. Today, the Westminster Shorter Catechism questions 61 through 90. Question 61. What is forbidden in the fourth commandment? The fourth commandment forbiddeth the omission or careless performance of the duties required and the profaning the day by idleness or doing that which is in itself sinful or by unnecessary thoughts, words, or works about our worldly employments or recreations. Question 62. What are the reasons annexed to the fourth commandment? The reasons annexed to the fourth commandment are God's allowing us six days of the week for our own employments, his challenging a special propriety in the seventh, his own example, and his blessing the Sabbath day. Question 63. Which is the fifth commandment? The fifth commandment is, Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Question 64. What is required in the fifth commandment? The fifth commandment requireth the preserving the honor and performing the duties belonging to everyone in their several places and relations as superiors, inferiors, or equals. What is forbidden in the fifth commandment? The fifth commandment forbiddeth the neglecting of or doing anything against the honor and duty which belongeth to everyone in their several places and relations. Question 66. What is the reason annexed to the fifth commandment? The reason annexed to the fifth commandment is a promise of long life and prosperity, as far as it shall serve for God's glory and their own good, to all such as keep this commandment. Question 67. Which is the sixth commandment? The sixth commandment is, Thou shalt not kill. Question 68. What is required in the sixth commandment? The sixth commandment requireth all lawful endeavors to preserve our own life and the life of others. Question 69. What is forbidden in the sixth commandment? The sixth commandment forbiddeth the taking away of our own life or the life of our neighbor unjustly, or whatsoever tendeth thereunto. Question 70. Which is the seventh commandment? The seventh commandment is, Thou shalt not commit adultery. Question 71. What is required in the seventh commandment? The seventh commandment requireth the preservation of our own and our neighbor's chastity in heart, speech, and behavior. Question 72. What is forbidden in the seventh commandment? The seventh commandment forbiddeth all unchaste thoughts, words, and actions. Question 73. Which is the Eighth Commandment? The Eighth Commandment is, Thou shalt not steal. Question 74. What is required in the Eighth Commandment? The Eighth Commandment requireth a lawful procuring and furthering the wealth and outward estate of ourselves and others. Question 75. What is forbidden in the Eighth Commandment? The Eighth Commandment forbiddeth whatsoever doth or may unjustly hinder our own or our neighbor's wealth or outward estate. Question 76. Which is the Ninth Commandment? The Ninth Commandment is, Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. 
Question 77. What is required in the Ninth Commandment? The Ninth Commandment requireth the maintaining and promoting of truth between man and man, and of our own and our neighbor's good name, especially in witness-bearing. Question 78. What is forbidden in the Ninth Commandment? The Ninth Commandment forbiddeth whatsoever is prejudicial to truth, or injurious to our own or our neighbor's good name. Question 79. Which is the Tenth Commandment? The Tenth Commandment is, Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife, nor his manservant, nor his maidservant, nor his ox, nor his ass, nor anything that is thy neighbor's. Question 80. What is required in the Tenth Commandment? The Tenth Commandment requireth full contentment with our own condition, with a right and charitable frame of spirit toward our neighbor and all that is his. Question 81. What is forbidden in the Tenth Commandment? The Tenth Commandment forbiddeth all discontentment with our own estate, envying or grieving at the good of our neighbor, and all inordinate motions and affections to anything that is his. Question 82. Is any man able perfectly to keep the commandments of God? No mere man, since the fall, is able in this life perfectly to keep the commandments of God, but doth daily break them in thought, word, and deed. Question 83. Are all transgressions of the law equally heinous? Some sins in themselves, and by reason of several aggravations, are more heinous in the sight of God than others. Question 84. What doth every sin deserve? Every sin deserveth God's wrath and curse, both in this life and that which is to come. Question 85. What doth God require of us that we may escape his wrath and curse due to us for sin? To escape the wrath and curse of God due to us for sin, God requireth of us faith in Jesus Christ, repentance unto life, with the diligent use of all the outward means whereby Christ communicateth to us the benefits of redemption. Question 86. What is faith in Jesus Christ? Faith in Jesus Christ is a saving grace whereby we receive and rest upon him alone for salvation, as he is offered to us in the gospel. Question 87. What is repentance unto life? Repentance unto life is a saving grace, whereby a sinner, out of a true sense of his sin and apprehension of the mercy of God in Christ, doth with grief and hatred of his sin turn from it unto God, with full purpose of and endeavor after new obedience. Question 88. What are the outward and ordinary means whereby Christ communicateth to us the benefits of redemption? The outward and ordinary means whereby Christ communicateth to us the benefits of redemption are his ordinances, especially the word, sacraments, and prayer, all which are made effectual to the elect for salvation. Question 89. How is the word made effectual to salvation? The Spirit of God maketh the reading, but especially the preaching of the word, an effectual means of convincing and converting sinners and of building them up in holiness and comfort through faith 
unto salvation. Question 90. How is the word to be read and heard that it may become effectual to salvation? That the word may become effectual to salvation, we must attend thereunto with diligence, preparation, and prayer, receive it with faith and love, lay it up in our hearts, and practice it in our lives. This concludes the Westminster Shorter Catechism, questions 61 through 90.